Hey there, welcome to the Living Fear Free Podcast. I'm your host, Dee Price, and again, I want to thank you for joining me to get some tips on how you and your loved ones can live fear-free lives. This is episode 17 of 30, and in this podcast, we're going to look at what the Bible says about how angels are a weapon against fear. So let's look once again at Psalm 91. I know we're skipping around a bit, but in this podcast, let's look at verses 9 through 11. So verse 9 starts out by saying, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So let's look at verse 9 at the word refuge. We said in the last podcast that the definition of refuge is defined as that which shelters or protects from danger, distress, or calamity, a stronghold which protects by its strength, or a sanctuary which ensures safety by its sacredness, and it's any place inaccessible to the enemy. So the strongholds that God has given us are inaccessible to an enemy. Verse 9 reads, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. Remember the beginning of this psalm says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So because you have made the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. So why is that? He goes on to tell you, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. He shall give his angels charge over you. Jesus has already come, and you've already got angels assigned to you. So let's look at what the Bible says about angels, or at least some of what it says. In Daniel 6, verse 22, it says, God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den because he was worshiping God and the king got upset because he wasn't bowing down to him. And he had said, anybody caught bowing down to anybody other than me will lose their life. So Daniel said, well, I'm not going for that because you ain't the God over me. So he continued to worship God three times a day. And so because of it, the king had Daniel thrown into the lion's den. And verse 22 of Daniel 6 says, My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. So God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. They threw Daniel in the lion's den. And when they went back in, Daniel was in there sleeping. Daniel wasn't even concerned because God had taken care of him. Isaiah 37. The king of Assyria had sent a letter by messenger to Hezekiah and told him, you know what, I'm coming to wipe you out. Now, they had already um, laid waste to all of the nations and their lands. And so Hezekiah took the letter up before the Lord and was reading it to him. 
Verse 14 says, And Hezekiah received a letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see and hear all the words Sennacherib, okay, this king, which he had sent to reproach the living God. Verse 18 says, Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord, you alone. And in verse 36, God sent his angel And it says, Then the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. And when the people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. God sent one angel. He didn't send a bunch of angels. He sent one angel. And one angel slew 185,000 of the enemy. So what about the New Testament? In Matthew 18, verses 2 through 4, It reads, Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. He was teaching a parable. Verse 4 says, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven, for the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. So when we are born as children, God assigns at least one angel to us. Each one of us have at least one angel assigned to us when we're born. Now, if we look at Hebrews 1.14, God is talking and says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have ministering spirit that has been sent forth to minister for you because you have inherited salvation. You have an angel that has been sent forth to minister for you. So when God says that he has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, That's that angel that's been assigned to you. Psalm 103, verse 20 and 21 says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. The angels do his word and his pleasure. Remember Isaiah 55, 11 that I've been quoting? I've been quoting it throughout this entire series. So let's go and read verse 10 and 11. Verse 10 and 11 say, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let's look at it again. Like the rain, the snow, and the earth, the earth doesn't have a choice. 
the rain and snow water the earth and make it bring forth and produce seed for food and food to feed us. The water makes it do this. God's word makes what he sent it to do produce whatever that thing is. So if he's commanded his angels to take care of you, they hearken to the voice of his word. When you're speaking God's word and returning it back to him, then according to Isaiah 55, 11, it's the angel's job to make sure that his word does not return to him without accomplishing what he has sent it to do. Remember, they do his pleasure. The angels have been sent forth to do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. The angels do God's pleasure. But they can only do what you're saying in accordance with God's word. If you're speaking death, fear, and destruction, guess who's seeing that those words come to pass? Exactly. Satan and his demons are out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy what's yours according to your words. God gave all of us free will. It's our choice to speak the bad things that we see or to go and dig into God's word and allow God's angels of protection to do what he sent them to do. Bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Your angel has been assigned to protect you according to God's word, not according to anything you decide you want to speak out of your mouth, but according to his word. If you're speaking death, doubt, and unbelief, you're tying their hands. Phrases like, my feet are killing me. There's a story, believe it or not, in the Bible where a man died from diseased feet. Phrases like, I laughed myself to death, like, you're going to be the death of me, I'm scared to death, I'm scared of you. These are words that tie the hands of your angels, and again, you don't get the good that God has planned for your life. You're now cooperating with the schemes that Satan has set forth for your life. Your choice, you always get to decide. You decide if you're okay living life in fear, or if you're going to start taking steps to find out what God has said about your situations and allow the angels to bring about God's word in your life. It's something to think about. Start listening to the words that come out of your mouth. Make a decision to police what's going in your eyes and your ears, and as a result of that, what's coming out of your mouth. Proverbs 18.21 says you have what you say. And we'll look at that the next time. Well, that's it for us in this podcast. And until next time, this is Dee Price letting you know that God has set a plan in motion to ensure that you are living fear-free. Bye for now. Thank you.